Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellowship. I am your host, the fellow KGB. And uh, today I'm going to be knocking out my NFC North uh, team previews. We're going to start with the Chicago Bears. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to the channel. We're trying to grow this new channel. And if you're on Apple, Spotify, or any other uh, podcasting platform, leave us a review. Uh, any kind of uh, words would be greatly appreciated. So, uh, yeah, let's hop right into it. And uh, I'm looking at the, the fantasyfellowship.com here. Uh, I'm on my team pages, and we're going to click into the Chicago Bears. So we got Matt Nagy back uh, for his third season. It looks like the Bears got a new offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor. They had uh, Mark Helfrich here for the last few years. Let me update that. Bill Lazor in the 2020 column. Um, so we're going to have a new wrinkle there, but it's still going to be Matt Nagy-based offense. Um, he's been the one that's been calling, I think, the plays there for a while. Um, so not too much change there as long as the head coach is fine. But I guess looking at this depth chart, we got Nick Foles, man. Uh, the Bears, you know, they went after Nick Foles in free agency. Uh, actually, they traded for him. Um, he's kind of a big deal. So if we quick look at this, uh, I'm trying to remember what they exchanged for him. Um, but it was a fourth round compensatory, compensatory pick uh, from Jacksonville. And then they're taking out a good amount of his salary, which I believe was higher than what it should have been. Uh, so the Bears appears that they are – they're getting prepared to let go of Mitch Trubisky. They declined his fifth-year option. And uh, we're gonna, I think we're going to see Nick Foles start the season here. And if anything goes wrong, they still have Mitch Trubisky on the roster, but it's up to Mitch like, to do his best in the preseason to see or to show his coaches that he can, he can outperform Nick Foles. Uh, so either way, they have a, a capable backup there, whether it's, it's Foles or Mitch. Um, so this is going to be an interesting thing to watch uh, all season. If the Bears are losing games with Nick Foles, how often do they turn to Trubisky? And if they're, if they're winning games with Nick Foles, uh, we're going to probably see Mitch Trubisky on a new team next year. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to want to sign him. Uh, depends on how much money he would you know, get in the market, but he's still a good project, I think. Uh, he's, just, he's, just, uh, he's still a little raw, and he hasn't really improved. Uh, in the starts that we've seen. So uh, Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, if I look at my projections tab here, it looks like I have Nick Foles playing about 13, you know, maybe 12 or 13 games, uh, throwing 22 touchdowns, 10 picks. I'm not sure how this is going to relate to wins, um, but the Bears have a pretty good offense of playmakers to get the ball to. So uh, I'm not sure we're going to be interested in Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky in, in super flex leagues even uh, for two QB leagues. Um, I mean, Nick Foles could go, you know, as one of the last quarterbacks drafted as a QB three, and maybe he impresses us, but I'm still not exactly excited about owning a quarterback here for Chicago, more as uh, the players, uh, like the running backs and receivers here. So we're going to go down to the running backs with David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen. Uh, if we look last year, let's uh, see the PPR finishes. Uh, I, I tend to do PPR as my, my default uh, line of thinking for fantasy that's mostly what I play in um, so we see David Montgomery here he finished RB24 uh, almost 900 900 yards rushing six touchdowns uh, 25 catches 185 yards and a touchdown so seven total touchdowns his rookie year um, he rushed 242 times that's a lot of attempts uh, that's probably near one of the tops in the league uh, so he, he tied for 13th most in rushing attempts uh, where David Montgomery, he, the volume is not the issue. I mean, he's, he's not going to catch, you know, 40, 50 balls. He's going to be steady 
you know, maybe one or two catches a game. Um, it looks like he caught a lot more actually last year, uh, but there are games where he didn't catch a ball. So Tariq Cohen's the pass catching back. But uh, if we look at Montgomery here, he racked up a lot of carries. We see one, two, three, four games over 20 carry carries. And <clears throat> most games he was over, you know, double digit carries. Uh, a couple games here didn't go very well. But uh, for the most part, they want to give him the ball and they want to uh, control the line of scrimmage and play uh, tough physical football. Uh, they weren't really able to do that last year. The offensive line was a bit uh, not of a great situation. And we see here the biggest issue I think I have with David Montgomery is his yards per carry. Uh, I mean, I've watched film. I, I know how David Montgomery runs. Um, he's, he's not a very elusive guy. He's a bigger back. Uh, he's 222 pounds, 5'10". Um, so he's a big back. He doesn't have a lot of shiftiness. And he kind of runs. He wants to run through people. Um, but at the NFL level, he wasn't really able to do that very much. He, he only had a, a couple games where he was, you know, over four or four and a half yards per carry. Uh, so the thing with David Montgomery is, can he uh, be more efficient this year? If he's running at, you know, like three, seven, three, six, again, to start the year, how quickly do we see them start to put touches in somebody else's, you know, plate? Uh, I mean, a guy like Tariq Cohen, I know he's a little guy, but he, I think he deserves more touches. Uh, so we'll see what Montgomery can do. I think he's going to probably get, assuming everything's fine and he's running, you know, above the three seven three eight per clip. I mean, he's a second round pick that they took last year. So they're going to keep giving him opportunities. But I'm just curious as to how long they can, if he's not running, you know, more than three five three six, uh, how long can they keep giving him the ball? So I guess that's where I'm hesitant on Montgomery. But I think they're going to give him a lot of volume. They're going to give him as many opportunities as he can. Um, and then we see the seven touchdowns. I think he can get, you know, eight to 10 uh, touchdowns this year if everything's going smoothly. So he's going to be, I mean, as bad as his rookie year was, he did finish RB24. So he's got, he's got, he's got a decent floor built into himself uh, with the volume and the touchdowns. So uh, Montgomery's an interesting guy. I'm not sure where his ADP is right now. Um, and if we look at what I have projected for him this year, I have him for almost a little bit more. Three more, I have him for 245 carries, uh, about 935 yards, eight touchdowns. I got him at 3.8 yards per carry. And then basically the same uh, passing stats as last year. So he's coming in pretty well. Um, let me see if we just filter to my, my running backs tab and we just filter by PPR real quick. Uh, he comes in at RB23. So like I said, I think he's a fine RB2. He doesn't offer me much excitement uh, because he's just not going to break a lot of big plays. Uh, a lot of his runs are going to go for three or four yards. So as long as he's getting volume, he'll be all right. Um, but go ahead and, and target Montgomery as a, a, a steady RB2. And if he gets uh, up to double-digit touchdowns, that's going to be a good pick. Uh, so with Tariq Cohen, because I predominantly play in PPR leagues, uh, I'm, I'm probably, if you look here, I got Montgomery ranked 23rd and Cohen right behind him. And Cohen... Um, last year, he kind of had a dip in his production from the year before, but he still finished. I think he was RB 27 last year. So we see uh, what I look at here is the 14.7 uh, fantasy points per game in 18 and then down to 10.2 in 2019. So I think he's somewhere in that range. Uh, the difference between uh, this past season and the year before that, uh, you see here, three touchdowns, nothing on the ground. And then the year before he had eight touchdowns. So that's, that's a pretty big difference. Five touchdowns. That's a matter of 30 points. 
say we say we just filter here by running back scoring last year. Um, and if you see Tariq Cohen down here at RB27 and uh, 163 points, if we give him another 30 points, uh, that's going to put him up to RB21. So uh, I think Tariq Cohen has his RB2 value. And just because of the whole the whole quarterback situation, and I'm not exactly sold on David Montgomery being an efficient runner, this team could be in a lot of pass-heavy game scripts. I know they have a good defense. They lost a couple pieces, and the defense did took a, it took a major step back last year. So I don't know how great the defense is anymore. It's still uh, considered maybe a fringe top five, top ten defense. Uh, I think that's for sure. Um, but I think the Bears are going to be in a lot of passing situations uh, this upcoming season, which means more Tariq Cohen. And um, another thing that I, I'm looking at, like when I'm looking at uh, both of these running backs, is I like to just Google uh, NFL snap counts. And you're going to go here to NFL snap counts. It says Football Outsiders. That's the website. And this is a really cool tool for me. Um, you can filter here by year. I'm going to filter here by Chicago Bears. And we're going to filter by running back. And we're just going to take a look at the snap rates. So we see David Montgomery was on the field for 57. 0.3 offensive snaps and Tariq Cohen about 49.8. So we know Cohen is on the field less and the fact that he's still only about 11 points behind David Montgomery uh, in fantasy points, that says a lot to me. And the, just the amount of touches that Tariq Cohen needs to be an RB 27 compared to Montgomery at 24, uh, that's a big deal. So I'm going to take the guy uh, with, with, that needs less touches and he's probably going to get a little bit more playing time this year if the bears are losing more games maybe not losing more games they're just in more uh passing situations with a guy like nick Foles, we don't really know uh, even mitch trubisky so I'm, i think i'm banking on i mean they're going to run the ball uh quite a bit i just it just feels like the bears are going to be passing uh, more than they did last year. So, I mean, I have them protected for 10 more pass attempts and 10 more rushing, rushing attempts. Uh, but this really depends on game script and how, <clears throat> and how their record is going to be. Um, so we'll see what the Bears can do on the ground. Uh, as far as backups go, Ryan Nall, Artavis Pierce, and Napoleon Maxwell, I think. <clears throat> uh, I have a, a link down here for Artavis Pierce out of Oregon State. Uh, he's a fun back to look at. So go ahead and watch that highlight video if you haven't seen him or if you're unfamiliar. Um, it's a good way to just kind of get an idea of what a player does well. So yeah, the running backs, they could produce two uh, top, tor uh, top 24 running backs. So those guys are usable in RB2s. And uh, yeah, I mean, Montgomery is a much better, if, if, you, if you're playing standardly or half PPR, I would say Montgomery is the one you're looking at and you can forget about Tariq Cohen. Uh, but if you're in PPR like I play, Cohen's going to be the guy that presents value to us uh, in the later rounds. So that's kind of how I like to think about it. Uh, as far as receivers, we have Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, uh, and then the rest of the supporting cast, we're not going to really care about for fantasy, but they did sign Ted Ginn Jr. Uh, from New Orleans. They got Javon Wims, who made some plays last year for them. Uh, Cordero Patterson's back, Riley Ridley year two. Uh, Trevor Davis is a former Packer, former Raider. And then we got a bunch of guys here that are just trying to impress and make the team. Alex Wesley, Thomas Ives, Reggie Davis. They spent a, I believe it was a fifth round. Yep, a fifth round draft pick here on this Darnell Mooney out of Tulane. Uh, so go ahead and check out his highlight tapes. I might put a link somewhere down here uh, where you can access that. 
Uh, but he's got a pretty good shot at making the roster. We'll see how many receivers they carry. It's probably going to be no more than six or seven. Uh, so he would have to, I mean, essentially he would have to bump uh, Trevor Davis or Riley Ridley, or maybe they do keep seven and they, they bump uh, Davis out. Um, so that's going to be interesting to watch if Darnell Mooney impresses during the preseason. So keep an eye on him. We know Ted Ginn's making the team. Uh, if we look at what Javon Wims did last year, um, he had 39 targets, 18 catches, 186 yards, and a touchdown. Um, but, I mean, they had Taylor Gabriel last year, and now he's gone. So we're going to see Ted Ginn step into this Taylor Gabriel uh, deep ball, you know, stretch the field vertically role. Uh, but, I mean, outside of that, the Bears aren't going to have a, a, a fourth or fifth receiver do much. Um, so it's pretty much, I guess I could add, I could add Ted Ginn here to this part of the list as a starter, uh, but it's going to be all about Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. Um, so we just got to take a minute here to, to gush about uh, Allen Robinson and how great of a receiver he is in the NFL right now. If we look at what he did last year, um, filtered by PPR, we got Allen Robinson up here at wide receiver seven. And this is with a, a full season of Mitch Trubisky. He caught 98 uh, receptions for 154 targets and 1,147 yards, seven touchdowns. He added a rushing temp for two yards. Um, but Allen Robinson's a target hog. I'm not saying that in a bad way. He, he deserves as many targets as he can get. He was the third most targeted receiver last year with 154. And then he was up there pretty high on the receptions list. He finished fifth, uh, sixth in receptions with 98. Um, and then we did see, you know, 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. So uh, I mean, when you're looking at a receiver as your number one receiver, this is kind of what you're looking for. You want guys that are going to get a ton of targets, so 150 plus. You're looking at guys that are going to approach 90 receptions, and Allen, Allen Robinson checks that box as well. And you're looking for guys that are going to smash uh, for well over 1,000 yards, and Robinson he has all that working for him, and he is the primary target uh, near the red zone, and uh, he's just all over the field, and he does so many different things well. Um, so, Allen Robinson, I think I have him. Let's take a look here. I have him improving. Uh, I have him basically, basically just at what he was last year. I gave him a knockdown, a reception or two, and a target or two, but I gave him more yards, so better yards per catch and another touchdown. Um, and if we look at where I had him finishing PPR scoring, I got him at wide receiver 10. So this feels like his floor. He's going to, he's, he's got a very good chance at being a top 10 receiver this year. So uh, Allen Robinson, you can take him as early as round two. Uh, maybe that's a mid second, late second uh, round pick depends on the value and, and, and who you're drafting with. But uh, everything about Allen Robinson is going to be uh, good to go for me. Uh, so go ahead and uh, target a Rob. Um, and then, we're going to talk here about Anthony Miller, who is the third-year receiver out of Memphis. And it took him a little while to get going last year. But down the stretch, we see Anthony Miller uh, really start to, to come around. So he was wide receiver 45 last year uh, and filtered by PPR. I mean, he was, he was just at about eight points per game. Um, but he made a big jump from year one to year two. Uh, so we see 52 receptions on 84 targets last year. Uh, 656 yards and two touchdowns. So he dipped a little bit in yards or touchdowns quite a bit by five. Um, so if you can get that corrected and, and you get back towards, you know, five, six, seven uh, range, we're looking at a receiver who could crack the top 36 and be a wide receiver three. 
but this is really all dependent on Nick Foles. Um, but I guess my thinking with Nick Foles is uh, on the Jaguars last year, he was keeping uh, DJ Chark and uh, DD Westbrook and Chris Conley. Uh, he was keeping all these guys usable in fantasy. So uh, a guy like Anthony Miller as the number two target, he, he's the clear number two target in this offense. I guess I mean, we, can, we can count Tariq Cohen as the real number two because he'll probably get a little bit more targets. But as far as a, a receiving threat outside, uh, it's going to be Allen Robinson, um, or it's going to be Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. So if you look here at his game logs, uh, he was really inconsistent about the first half of the year. But starting week 11, uh, we see this huge spike in targets, 11 and six receptions for 54 yards. And then we see this run of double digit uh, fantasy scoring. So he had a really good, it looked like a month of November, December. Uh, he had a couple hundred yard games, two games with nine receptions. And then you see these, uh, these targets start to balloon up a little bit. So this is exciting for Anthony Miller. Uh, he's a good dynasty target uh, that I like to have. And I think, I'm not really sure what his ADP is right now, um, but I'm super interested in Anthony Miller because if, if this Bears offense is going to be a little bit more pass heavy like I think it's going to be, uh, Anthony Miller, you know, we said he finished wide receiver 45 last year. And if we look, I mean, he was, he was irrelevant the whole first month or the first month or two. And if we can get uh, some consistency here of him hitting, you know, low double digits with a couple boom weeks every now and then, uh, Anthony Miller has the chance to, to develop into a, a wide receiver three for us. Uh, so, I don't know, take a shot on him in a couple of your drafts, try to get some ownership in Anthony Miller if the value is right. Um, but that, that's really it. Allen Robinson is the lock uh, for targets and volume. And then Anthony Miller is a guy that we're kind of interested in from uh, a bench. I guess you, you would draft him as a bench player and see if he can uh, be worked into your lineup at some point. So, um, so yeah, we're going to move on here to the tight end group. And this might take a while or I don't know, I might go quickly, but uh, they did bring in Jimmy Graham from Green Bay. They gave him a, a good amount of money. I think they're paying him $8 million a year for the next two years. Uh, and then we see, I mean, you just look at this list of tight ends. I think they got nine. Um, so Cole Komet, the second round draft pick, he was their first pick in the draft. They didn't have a first rounder because of the Khalil Mack trade. Uh, but we see tight end here out of Notre Dame, 43rd overall. Uh, they got Ben Broniker on the team again. Uh, Demetrius Harris, they signed him from Cleveland. Adam Shaheen's still around. J.P. Holtz is back. Jesper Horstead's back. Eric Saubert and Darian Clark. So they got a lot of stuff here to filter through at tight end. Uh, Jimmy Graham's going to be the primary uh, receiving read at tight end. And we'll see if Cole Komet can, they're probably going to bring uh, Cole a little bit like slowly along. So we'll see if he's getting more work down the season, but uh, Jimmy, it's, it's a good move. I think having Jimmy Graham there for, for two years to mentor uh, Cole Komet and kind of just let him uh, grow for the next years. But I don't know if we're going to be using Cole Met in fantasy anytime soon. It might be a two, three year deal for him. Uh, so if you're interested in, in him in Dynasty, he could be the guy uh, eventually. But as far as this year, it's all about Jimmy Graham. Uh, if we look at their stats from last year, they really they were very unsuccessful uh, throwing to tight ends there. Uh, so they, they ended up using six tight ends last year. You see Trey Burton, Shaheen, Broniker, Horstead, Holtz, and Saubert. And uh, they all six of these guys combined for only 69 targets. And between the group, they only had 46 uh, receptions. So some offenses give all that, you know, t amount of uh, volume to one person. 
and the Bears basically spread it out among six guys. There wasn't a lot of continuity there. Um, Trey Burton really struggled. You see uh, he had 14 receptions and only 84 yards. So uh, they lack they lacked a big playmaking tight end, which I get the Cole Kmet play. Is it Met or Kmet? Uh, I keep kind of going between the two. But uh, either way, this offense was not very good for tight ends last year. So I don't I'm basically out of Jimmy Graham um, in drafts this year. He's a, he's he's too old and uh, he's just not on a very tight end friendly offense for us right now, uh, especially behind guys. I mean, he would be technically the fourth target. I would imagine Robinson, Cohen and Miller all get more targets than Jimmy Graham. So, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for this fantasy team coming up in 2020. Um We'll quick finish up looking at their uh, their draft class here. Uh, they did have another second round pick, Jalen Johnson here, cornerback out of Utah. He's a big physical guy. I like this pick a lot. Uh, we see defensive end here, Darnell Mooney. We got to keep an eye on this guy in the preseason. He might be the fun guy to watch uh, if you're watching a Bears game uh, during. You know, they just announced today that they might be cutting preseason games out. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, that might actually be a good thing though. This would give the teams another two weeks or so of practice and getting things a little bit more detailed and tight. Then um, we see the Bears here finish with two guards back-to-back. -back. Uh, so they're investing in the offensive line, and they got some pieces on defense uh, to work with, and then some weapons in the pass game. So, um, And then I guess uh, the notable offseason additions are going to be Nick Foles, Jimmy Graham. Uh, their big splurge was Robert Quinn, defensive end, pass rusher, uh, Ted Ginn, Artie Burns, Jermaine Effetti, uh, and then they resigned some guys here. So uh, that's going to be it for the Bears. It's really, it's, this is a big year for Matt Nagy in Chicago. I mean, it's a huge year for Mitch Trubisky. We'll see if he can beat up Nick Foles. Uh, but the Bears are, are at the, the, they're at a crossing roads right now with what they want to do as an organization. Uh, if they have success this year, Matt Nagy should be sticking around. Uh, but I don't know if it's fair for Nagy to be tied to what they've done with their quarterbacks, Foles and Trubisky. So I don't know. We'll see what happens here. Uh, I think the Bears are going to be still pretty pesky, uh, but they're likely looking at like an 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, and seven football club this year. Uh, I do think they're going to beat the Vikings, which we'll talk to in, uh, at the end of this, uh, I guess, uh, three or four episodes, but uh, we'll get there when we get there. So uh, I just want to say thank you for checking us out, thefantasyfellowship.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at thefellowkgb. And uh, if you're liking on YouTube, uh, smash the like button, uh, give us a subscribe, leave a comment, say hello. Uh, I'd like to know who's uh, listening, what you guys think of the show. And uh, yeah, thanks for checking out the podcast if you're on one of those platforms. And uh, yeah, peace. We'll see you in another video.